When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. College Football Live is presented by Dr. Pepper. I got the time. I got the time, dude. Uh, time is of the essence. I'm a blessing in Balenciaga. Diamonds are impressive, but their best friends are expensive. Drama, hours of affection, no protection. I'm within without it. <laughs> Welcome to week four of college football and the good news it starts strong number five Clemson on the road to face Sam Hartman and number 21 Wake Forest the first real test for the Tigers the first ranked meeting between these two sides since 1950. And how about this, the battle of basketball powers. Duke travels to Lawrence to face the Jayhawks. The Blue Devils will try and slow down the high-powered Kansas offense that ranks third in FBS in points per game this season. More big news out of the Big 12 today. Texas coach Steve Sarkeesian announcing quarterback Quinn Ewers will travel and dress at Texas Tech this weekend. Ewers has not played since he left the Alabama game in the first quarter. College game day on site Saturday as the Gators take on the Vols. Florida has won 16 of the last 17 meetings with their only loss coming in 2016. That was, by the way, the last time game day was in Knoxville. Another SEC action, number 10 Arkansas takes on Texas A&M in the Southwest Classic. The Aggies had won nine straight over the Razorbacks before their upset loss last season. And in the nightcap, Lincoln Riley and the Trojans head to Corvallis to take on Oregon State. The Beavers find themselves 3-0 for the first time since 2012, and they've won three of their last five home games against USC, which is just one of the many reasons we say hello to Oregon State head coach Jonathan Smith, who joins us. And, Coach, let's start with this. Your team 3-0, and now you get the benefit of playing in Corvallis, which all agree is a tricky place to play for other teams. Why is that? Well, I think it starts with our fan base. You know, the energy that they create in the stadium. Uh, our guys love playing at home. There's a comfort level and excitement, passion every night uh, that we play. Obviously, we're going to play really, really well this weekend to continue this home winning streak we've got. Uh, but I think our guys will be ready to go. Coach, you started 3-0. The opportunity is there. What has been your message to your team with the opportunity they have as a top-10 team comes into your place? Right. You know, we do feel really good about being 3-0 because I think we've been tested. We've played some quality opponents, got a road win already. Uh, understand that you want to play in bigger and more meaningful games as the season goes on. Uh, and we got a bunch of respect for this team coming in, highly ranked, well-deserved. Uh, these guys have deserved the opportunity to be on a big stage to play at a big game. 
Obviously, you want everything to go well, but it, it's never perfectly scripted. You know that. So I will ask you this, Coach. What are you most confident about that your team will be able to do on Saturday against USC? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, again, you got confidence on really all three phases of the game. Uh, ultimately, I do think I, I'm confident this team will respond. This is an explosive offense we're playing, but we're going to play for 60 minutes. I feel like we got an offense that can move the ball. Confident that we'll be able to do that uh, Saturday night. Uh, but we're going to have to go prove it and get an opportunity to do it. Coach. You got a contract extension in the offseason. You didn't have one assistant leave your staff. You're undefeated. You got the stadium being redone again. How much fun are you having? I, I'll i say this. We are proud of the work we're doing. I'm enjoying that because I, I think we've got a, a building full of people we like being around, players, coaches. I've had some continuity on the staff uh, and I appreciate the work that we're getting done from this coaching staff down to the players. We've got a veteran group, a lot of guys that have been around here more than one or two years. Mm. Um, and it's come together so far. So, yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it. And I'm sure your team is too, Coach. But what's the message when you're off to a solid start, but you also know as a coach that some of your bigger challenges, you know, lie later in the season? What do you tell your team, especially against an opponent like this this weekend? Yeah, it's a long season. We talk a lot about process. We talk about each week its own process, getting ready for a game on Saturday. It starts on really Sunday after games of – learning from the previous game and then moving forward, going through a process of preparation Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, obviously on the practice field, but taking care of their body at the same time, getting enough sleep and study of the film. And so we're trying to be process-oriented. We've done it for three weeks. I feel good where we're at currently in this week, and we're, we're let it, ready to let it all hang out on Saturday. All right, Coach. I hope you saved us a seat in Corvallis. Steve has a shorter trip than I do, but – I don't know. We, we, we might make it. Good luck. Oh, uh, yeah. Come on through. We'd love to see you. Coach, thank you. It's time now to take a look at our Dr. Pepper Championship Drive Game of the Week preview. Arkansas and Texas A&M travel to Arlington for the Southwest Classic. Arkansas looking for their second win in a row over the Aggies after losing the previous nine meetings between these schools. Here's head coach Jimbo Fisher on the next game, which is the next challenge. We're blessed again to have a very, very high-quality opponent with Sam Pittman's Arkansas team and the way they're coached and the way they're doing things, and we're going to be challenged again. And, you know, that's, that's when you find out who you are. I, I would say fear. Fear everything and run. Face everything and rise. They beat us last year. Um, just the robbery, like, I feel like that's the main thing. We've been just hearing about them as person. We know it's going to be an uh, elite atmosphere. We know it's going to be a great game. going to be a grudge match. I think it means a lot to us that, uh, we can kind of validate uh, what happened last year, that it wasn't a fluke, that, that we deserve that win. Wow, this is for excitement. I guess Sam Pittman's ready to go. Uh, listen, he's driving, quote unquote, the team's brand new equipment truck. I don't know if he's going to make it all the way to Arlington, but nevertheless, they are on their way. Uh, as we get set to talk about this game. You saw Stamper Steve. We're also happy to say hello to one Sam Ocho. And Sam, this is a different kind of week. We got a Hall of Famer in our midst, my friend. Congratulations, <laughs> inducted to the Texas 
Hall of Honor last week, and I can only imagine what that must have been like for you and your family. We're proud of you. Congratulations. No, no thank you so much. That was a great achievement. I also got a chance to do it with Kevin Durant. He was there. He's. I was looking up to him both literally and physically, uh, which was a, <laughs> a, a, a great environment. Got a chance to call the Texas game as well, which was fun. So it was a great achievement. Had my family there. And it was exciting. As I, as, you, as I said, I look tiny compared to KD. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's, that's some pretty good company. Something's, something's gone right. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about this game. We've got Arkansas and Texas A&M. The Aggies, of course, with that blemish against Appalachian State. But then they bounced back against Miami. Sam, what will be the crucial factors in this one? It'll be Max Johnson. I mean, we all know that AM wants to run the football. But what we also need to understand is that Arkansas is great at stopping the run. Arkansas is seventh overall in stopping the run. And so Max Johnson is going to have to stand in the pocket and pass it. But then what happens? Arkansas is the number one team in college football in sacks. They have 17 sacks, three more than any other team. And so I think what would have to happen is Max Johnson would have to use his legs. We saw a couple times Max Johnson on either third and long or even sometimes he felt pressure. He would avoid and evade the rush. We hadn't seen him do that last year at LSU. And so if Max Johnson can do that, I think it will help lead the A&M team to a victory against Arkansas. Sam, you mentioned the good about Arkansas's defense. I'll mention the bad. They're last <laughs> in the country in pass yards allowed. Now, will A&M be able to take advantage of that? That's what I'm not sure of. Max did what he needed to do to get that win against Miami and get Texas A&M back on track. And even if Texas A&M is able to take advantage of that secondary Arkansas, I really like the, what, what Arkansas's offense brings to the table. Kendall Bryles calling plays. K.J. Jefferson has been phenomenal. And Rocket Sanders has a gear that I did not expect to see from a young kid like him. When he gets it, that ball, that foot is in the ground, and he can go. So I think Arkansas has got to be feeling pretty good about how their offenses match up against the Aggies. Well, the win over Miami, Steve, was a good foot forward, if you will, for Texas A&M. But I think to get their season truly back on track, they need to string two in a row together right here. Still to come on College Football Live. I tell you what, things are looking up on Rocky Top, but the Gators may volunteer to shake things up. It's one of college football's best rivalries. Heats up this weekend, and we'll talk Florida and Tennessee. And don't look now, but Kansas is 3-0 and looking for more. The Jayhawks get set for Duke. Head coach Lance Leipold stops by to talk about it. College Football Live is presented by delicious ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tennessee, give me time like the present for Anthony Richardson to show he's worthy of those headlines he generated in the preseason. Richardson leads his Gators into Knoxville to face the Tennessee team, scoring points 
in buckets. The Volunteers, though, looking for their first win over Florida in six years, and they expect a grudge match. I think every year you go into this game just kind of with that mentality of, of like, man, this is a year, like this is the time we're going to do it, and this year we're going to go into it and truly have that mentality that we're here to take over. We know they're going to come out guns blazing, swinging, giving us everything they got. The fact that we've beaten them the past five years, that embarrassment is definitely going to play a role in them coming out and playing hard against us. This is a college football that is as good as it gets. Uh, intense rivalry, uh, historic games, uh, games that have come down to the end. Steve, the first true road game for Anthony Richardson, and it's been a bit of a tough sledding. Mm -hmm. What do you expect? I expect that he has to play better, Wendy. He still doesn't have a touchdown pass this year. I know we saw the video of the crazy two-point conversion against Utah in week one, but they need him to be better and more consistent. Four picks on the year. Luckily, you know, Florida's defense has created turnovers, so they're even in turnovers for the year. But I really think he needs to be better, more consistent, keep the ball in manageable situations on third down so he can use his feet. And will we see him be more of a run factor? Only one design run last week in a game against South Florida. I expect him to be a huge part of the game plan, and he has to be better if they have any chance of going to Knoxville and winning. Well, it will be a challenge, Stanford, Steve, partly because we're finally talking about Tennessee's defense. I mean, for the longest time, we talk about Tennessee and their outstanding <laughs> offense. They're number two in, in points per game, number three overall in yards per game. But they have a top 20 defense. That's what stood out to me. Look at their game against Pitt a couple weeks ago. That top 20 defense stepped up. And so, yes, Hennon Hooker is going to be making plays. Tillman on the outside. I get all of that. We're going to talk about that until the cows come home. But we, what we need to talk about more is what the Tennessee defense has been able to do. If Tennessee wants to be a real contender, which I think they will be, the defense will have to be improved. And I think that they are. I think that they will be. I think they'll show that against Florida. Tell you what, you add a good defense to that offense, you will have something. And to your point, Steve, <laughs> Anthony Richardson, listen, more tackles than touchdowns this season. Uh, that's perhaps because he's yet <laughs> to have a touchdown so far. Time now for our Wendy's Wake Up, brought to you by Wendy's Breakfast. And it looks like the basketball Blue Bloods have woken up for football this time around. Kansas, of course, the defending basketball national champions, starting the football season 3-0 for the first time since 2009. Joining us now, Kansas coach Lance Leifold. Coach, first of all, congratulations. Your team off to the 3-0 start. And I have to tell you, uh, more than a few folks I've read have called this team innovative. What do you think they mean by that? Well, first of all, it's great to be with you. Appreciate the opportunity to talk about our team. I think when they talk about innovation, I, I think we've been very multiple offensively this year, um, using a lot of different formations, motion shifts. And, uh, you know, we had a little option game to it as well and, and play action off of it. So it's given us a new identity and it's worked uh, very well so far. Coach, I see that Acho jersey going on in the background. I mean, I, I know we trained together a little bit in Buffalo. I think that jersey still stinks. Like, I didn't I didn't watch it after my time in Tampa. I didn't know you were really going to put it back there. <laughs> well, you know, we want to show our love to you again. Matt Gildersleeve, our strength coach, you know, uh, thinks, uh, like I do, thinks the world of you and appreciate the, the time that we had in Buffalo when he came and trained at our place. So uh, we wanted to make sure everybody knew that. And, I think, uh, you know, somebody might even wear it out for warm-ups tomorrow. I love it. I love it. Well, speaking of Buffalo, Coach, there was a huge turnaround at Buffalo. You've been around a huge turnarounds everywhere you've been. We're seeing that now at Kansas. What is it about you or your team or your culture that causes people to believe? 
I, I don't know. I, I guess the thing I've, I really commend our staff, you know, and it, you know, it starts in the weight room with, with Matt and, and our coordinators of just uh, the daily process. I know it's an overused word many times, but um, you know, we want to try to get better each and every day. We don't compromise how we go about it and, and standards and, and trying to get our guys to be better each and every day in each and every way. And, and it's and it's been uh, something that this group has been wanting and, and waiting for for a long time is a lot of our players that were here when we arrived a year ago, May, have really gone through a lot and they've really embraced it. And uh, I'm really happy for them that they've been able to see some of these changes happen on the scoreboard. Coach, did you expect it to happen this quickly? I know I talked to you at Big 12 Media Day, and you were pointing to me, Jalen Daniels, mm-hmm. and some of your other stars who were doing outstanding. You told me, hey, you got to believe in these guys. Like, they're going to be great. <laughs> but we're seeing it right now. Did you expect to be 3-0 at this point going into your game against Duke? Well, you know, we've always tried to say, you know, we're not going to always measure success by what the scoreboard says. But uh, surprised, uh, I don't know, it wasn't necessarily planned, but it's also something that uh, we're never going to sell ourselves short on. And especially getting, you know, what we feel are two really good wins on the road, you know, overtime against West Virginia and then down in Houston last week. Um, You know, when we look at the last three games of a year ago, this group has really started to believe in one another, believe in what we're doing, and I'm never going to sell them short on any given Saturday. Coach, these weeks are short, and up next, Duke. What do you see when you watch the Blue Devils? Well, again, you know, it's funny. We just stepped out of a staff meeting once again to keep talking about it in last-minute preparation. Uh, Coach Elko's done an outstanding job in, in, you know, in his first season getting things implemented. They're well coached on each side of the ball, physical on each side of the ball, and uh, a passing attack that you've seen that has been extremely accurate and a couple running backs that are physical downhill runners, and it'll be a huge challenge for us. Coach, your program has a chance to be 4-0 for the first time since 2009. As a result of that success, of course, we hear your name floating about for other coaching jobs. What specifically do you do to get your team to tune out all the noise? Well, I think it goes back to the daily things we talk about because uh, we're extremely happy here, but we talk about just like it is with the success of being 3-0. and You need to be where your feet are at each and every day and work work your best and uh, – to, to make this place the best it can be. And, uh, you know, and we, we've got to hold true what we ask our players to do. Well, Coach, so far so good. We appreciate the time. Best of luck this weekend. Thank you very much for the opportunity. It's great to see all of you in Rock Chalk. And after the matchup with the gridiron, there's also the hardcore Kansas and Dukes basketball teams will square off in the State Farm Championship Classic. It'll be here before you know it, November 15th on ESPN. For me, I'm a man. I'm 40. Hard to believe it's been 15 years, but Coach Gundy's still going strong. A few players have us feeling defensive as well. We'll tell you who coming up. Plus, Clemson gets its first real test of the season, and don't doubt the Ducks. Stanford Steve tells us where to put our money in week four. You're watching College Football Live, presented by Dr. Pepper. College Football Live is presented by Delicious Ice Cold Dr. Pepper, 
the one fans deserve. Our Saturday night game presented by Capital One, a Big Ten battle in the shoe. C.J. Stroud and number three, the Buckeyes host Wisconsin with both teams starting conference play. Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet have the call at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific on ABC and the ESPN app. Time now to go for two with Stanford Steve. Give us two games, Steve, that intrigue you this weekend from a betting perspective. Well, the first one, Wendy, is Oregon at Washington State. And I think this is a big game for Dan Lanning in a road test against a rival in Washington State. Bo Nix, when I look at from a gambling standpoint, he is my kryptonite. When I take him, it doesn't work out. When I go against him, he plays great like last week. But I think the difference in this game is Oregon's defense. I think that defense travels, and I think it gives Wazoo problems at home. It should be a tight game, so I'm interested to see how that plays out. Another game that I'm thinking about... The other game I'm thinking about is Clemson at Wake Forest. And when I look at that game, I can't get last year's game out of my head. That last year, I feel like, was the year to get Clemson with that offense being as down as it was. And last year in that game against Wake Forest, Clemson scored the most points they did against a Power 5 team last year. They scored 48. When I look at the matchup this year, Clemson's defensive line is a difference in the game. I think they make that Wake Forest offense struggle. I think Clemson goes on the road and plays well. All right, and again, the first real test for the Tigers so far this season. Steve, I don't know where you were 15 mm. years ago uh, today. I, I, I was here somewhere at ESPN, but I do remember this. Uh, Mike Gundy had this to say. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me or our coaches. Don't write about a kid that does everything right, that's heart's broken, and then say that the coaches said he was scared? That ain't true! One, it never gets old, and two, I can certainly appreciate the sentiment. Steve got us thinking, who are you defending? Who's out there that's taking more than their fair share right now? Listen, the... The optics last week of Tommy Reese talking to Drew Pine on the phone last week, well, they were not good. But you know what happened after that phone call? Drew Pine went out on the field and played his best ball, and Notre Dame got a win. I'm here to defend, defend Tommy Reese, and Notre Dame will get it right on offense for the rest of the season. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to defend. I'm going to defend. The, and mind you, I was a freshman. I was a freshman at Texas playing Oklahoma State when that statement came out. So I was kind of like, uh, what do I do? I'm defending the Houston Cougars defense, giving up 280 rushing yards against Kansas. We're thinking Kansas, 280 rushing yards. But mind you, this is what they do. They average 250 rushing yards on the ground, number one. Number two, when Lance Leipold's offense did this in Buffalo, they averaged 280 rushing yards. So I'm defending them. Kansas is about to do this to everybody. So that's what I'm defending. <laughs> They're on notice. You, you know Matt Brown would have had your back, Sam Ocho. He's not letting anybody come after you. Not, not even close. Guys, it's going to be a tremendous week four. Starts off strong. We'll be here to talk about it all next week. See you then.